Max Lucado said this, you can endure change by pondering his permanence. Friends, we have been pondering his permanence. Hi, I'm Elisa Keaton. Give me just a moment of your time. Here in the ministry, we have been rolling out the strategy plan and looking at what are the things we need to do to change as a ministry, to adjust and change with the times we are in. You see, COVID pretty much disrupted everything, especially how people access their health, wellness, and mental health content. And we are now looking for God to help us to know how we can best use the resources that come in here to serve His people. But in the last two years, there's been some pretty big deficit. We are navigating the winds of change. And so we are coming to you before we start making change happen and making our plans and putting, putting them into effect. We felt a pause of the Lord to say, your ministry, go ask for people to help. You see, as a business, we could just make change and hope that we're doing the right thing, but we are a ministry. Revelation Wellness is a nonprofit ministry accredited by ECFA. You can see all of our uh, money and streams of revenue and income coming in and expenses, but it only shows it up to 2021. There's a delay in the posting. We'll be coming up on a $1 million deficit in the last two years. So we are certain that God is still on the throne, that God still wants Revelation Wellness, and we believe you do too. So before we make our plans, we want God to direct our steps, and it's directing us straight to you to ask for your partnership. I'm asking you today that if Revelation Wellness is a part of your life, if it is continually showing up in your feed or emails or your community, to help you reframe and stay on the path of freedom in that good body that you've been given, then would you consider becoming a partner today? Any monthly amount blesses us. We're grateful for the one-time donations and hey, I will not deny that today. Please feel free to do that if that's how you would like to give. But we are looking for that consistent partner as well. Anything will do. Give your best because that tells the Lord that your treasure is not in money, but in God. And so again, we thank you. This was just a pause, like a special message from the Lord to come to you and say, we know that change is upon us, but we don't know to what effect. And we're looking for your partnership to help us navigate these waters of change. All right, friends, thanks so much for listening. I bless you and may Jesus keep you whole, healthy, well, and free. Peace. Hey, podcast fam. I'm Aaron, one of the team members here at Revelation Wellness, and I want to thank all of our donors whose generosity makes this podcast possible. If you would like to become a monthly partner with us today, just swipe up on the show notes to get started. Now, before we press play... I've got some really exciting and fun news for you. September the 12th and the 13th, you can watch our very own Alisa Keaton on Life Today. Check your local TV listings so that you can tune in and hear her share about the body revelation and the ministry of Revelation Wellness. And just in case you can't tune in, we're sending out the replay, so make sure to check your email on that particular Wednesday. Now. Get ready to move your mind, heart, and body as we do a revving the word with Elisa.
After you're done listening to it, we would love for you to leave us a review and leave us a message on SpeakPipe. All right, you ready? Let's get moving. Getting the playlist going in three, two, one, play. All right, friend, welcome. Welcome to Revving the Word. I'm Elisa Keaton, founder of Revelation Wellness. Been doing this together with many of you for years and years, and maybe for some of you, one of you, you're brand new to us. Welcome. We're so glad you're here. Maybe you found us through the body revelation, the book that we just released. Maybe it was through a friend who shared the podcast. However you got here, know this. It's not a mistake. This is not a leisure activity to check your fitness box and help you feel better about your life. Uh Uh-uh. God, who made you, knew you, saw your unformed body in your mother's womb, wants to get, (laughs) wants to get personal with you. And we believe when you move your body, there's nothing more whole, more integrated, more faith-filled than what you're doing right now because it is requiring all of you to do this. Your heart's motive, your mind's intention, and all the biology inside of you to connect to those two things, the heart and your mind. Your soul is the part of you that desires And so we're just so glad you desire to be here today. And maybe you don't really desire. We always say the first three to five minutes, it's always the hard one. It's a a hurdle. So right now, let's drop in your body. Take a deep breath. Maybe relax your shoulders like you have sandbags resting on your shoulders. Not not extremely heavy ones, just a weight. Then maybe shake your arms a bit, loosen your grip. Uh huh. Good job. Now see if you can take that breath and fill your belly. Inhale through the nose, exhale and push it so you feel it down into your diaphragm, down into your pelvic floor even. And listen, if you're like, Lisa, I can't feel any of that, don't worry about it. You probably can feel your thighs, something burning. You're doing some energy conversion right now. So breathe, be kind. Do us a favor, throw off all the expectations you placed on yourself about your health, your body, your quote fitness, throw it all off. The fact that you have air in your lungs, you can hear my voice, you can hear the music. Listen, enjoy 
is the serious business of heaven, as C.S. Lewis says. So just get your joy up, have fun. Second thing I want you to do, remove all the rules about how to move. Just move. Man, over the last 40 years, maybe even longer, since the inception of the health and fitness industry, we've placed a lot of rules. Do this, don't do that, do this, don't do that. How about just be a body? You don't place rules on kids as they go play. Just go have fun. So let's do that today. If you are brand new to us, welcome, friend. It's a good day to be here. Maybe you found us through The Body Revelation, our latest book. Maybe a friend shared this with you. Maybe today you're going to be a friend and share it with someone. But either way and however you got here, know this. God loves you. It's the high call, supremeness of who he is. He is love. God is spirit and he loves. And because he loves, when we go through hard things, that doesn't mean he is less than love. He's still love. In this world, we will have trouble, but we can take heart. Jesus has overcome the world. Jesus, the one who came to restore us, to make right relationship with God again, the one who died in our place for all of our wrongdoings, for all of our trespasses. He's the bridge, friends. Jesus is the bridge. No other faith, no other world system faith has a bridge like Jesus. So if you're tired of being hard on yourself, you are loving the right and the only true God. The one who knows we cannot save ourselves. Every other world system of faith is a ascribe higher to God system. Be better, do better, enlighten yourself. Not this faith. Christianity at its purest form is have mercy on me God I'm a sinner save me and he hears that and he comes for us and he sets us in right standing so that we are no longer sinners but saints yes prone to sin but it's not our nature anymore why because we've been so loved by God and when you love him like really love him, like I love him. You will obey him even when you walk in trials and through fires, you can love just like Jesus did. So Holy Spirit, come and teach us today. Change us, form us, fashion us into people of faith. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so stay in your body on a scale of one to 10. I want you to be a good six, seven, noticing your breath. Our teaching text today is Mark, starting verse, or chapter 11, verse 20. 
It's titled The Lesson from the Withered Fig Tree. As they passed by in the morning, they saw the fig tree withered away to its roots. And Peter remembered and said to him, being Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed has withered. And Jesus answered them, have faith in God. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And whenever you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone so that your Father also who is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. This is the word of the Lord. All right, friends. So we do use a rate of perceived exertion here to help you just kind of modulate your effort. One through five is just you get out of bed, moving around, doing daily living, putting the groceries away. You'll slide from one to five. Anything over five, you're now intentionally moving. I want you to be a seven. At a seven, you are making the oxygen and carbon dioxide exchange. You need to breathe. You need to breathe a little bit through your mouth, but you can keep breathing through your nose. Come on, this is the good brain chemistry stuff going on right now. Right now as you're moving, friend. Uh-huh chemicals are being released like serotonin, dopamine, norepinephrine. By the way, those are the same cravings that show up when you want anything that has pleasure attached to it, friends. Uh-huh. Serotonin and dopamine. Listen, your body is a factory of hope. Instead of turning to things to fill the void, we're going to just breathe and move. Now, we don't want exercise to become our drug, right? We move to move our hearts closer to Him, to shake off the dust, the thing that's holding us back. What we're doing with our body is telling our minds, I'm a person of faith. I keep my faith. I keep believing. I have faith in God. Not faith in our calorie burn. Not faith in our macro counting. Not faith in whatever we're doing with our health and diet. 
all of that is secondary. Everything with a brain moves, friend. If you've got a brain, it's made to move. And if you are so blessed to have your brain working optimally, there's no sickness or disease hindering it, guess what? It wants you to move. Move. Breathe through the nose right now. Relax your shoulders. Come on. Okay. Today's teaching. As you move, stay a seven. It goes out to the people who you would say you have faith in God. And you're faithful to God. And yet there are areas of your life right now where you are inclined to doubt. Give me a little effort. You can hear it in the music. Make it fun though. If it's not fun, don't do it. Right now, some of you, you're in a test. And I don't know who is in to one degree or another. Maybe it's with your role at work, your finances at home, your children at school, or just your health report. Stay, come on, have fun. If you poop out, give yourself a round of applause because you, you gave it some gas. Keep going. Breathe. Have fun with it. Keep your feet light. Light feet, engage your core. Come on. If you think lightly, you will move lightly. If you think hopeful, you'll move hopeful. If you think joy, it'll show up. Friends, what we think about enlarges and consumes. Five, four, three, two. Good job. Settle on back to whatever feels spacious yet focused for you. You're not gonna quit moving, but you're just not gonna move at that intensity much longer. Come on back. All right, so a little context for this passage. Jesus, he's in his final days. He's headed for the cross. He's in Jerusalem. And listen, friends, just take a minute here. His heart, in his heart, he had to be frustrated because the same people who just honored him the day before, throwing down palm branches and shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna, soon will be the same people to shout, crucify him in just a few days. Come on, man, we think we've got it bad with being frustrated with people or our circumstances. Jesus is being held in peace by the Holy Spirit in him and on him. Friends, you too. 
Think about how double-minded Jesus must have felt because he saw the double-mindedness of the people. You're honoring me with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. Woo, anyone? Listen, I know right now, if I was fully aware of somebody who was betraying me, it will show me what's going on in my heart. I heard this quote one time, that our love for Jesus is not measured by our love for others or even God. It's measured by our love for Judas, the one who betrays us. Jesus is about to be betrayed by all, even his closest, his mostest, his inner circle of James, John, Peter, the ones he took up onto a mountaintop and transfigured himself before, where his clothes shone, shined as white as lightning. He is God. They knew it, they saw it. But in a few days, they would all betray him and he knew it. So can we just put ourselves in that story? Man, if you think you're conflicted, come on, come on, come on. If you're walking through something right now and the math is not adding up, the circumstances look bleak, take a breath right now. I'm gonna go quiet and I just want you to move and focus. Focus on the horizon line, move. Even in the confusion, move. Jesus curses a fig tree for not producing figs in a time when figs aren't in season. Just a just a few verses above, because this is the next day after. Our passage is the next day. But just the day before, he cursed a fig tree for not producing fruit in a time when fruit would be in season. Why does he do this? It's always kind of, that's not fair, God. <laughs> like, you cursed and killed the tree that didn't produce fruit when it wasn't time to produce fruit? You know why? Because we are always to bear fruit, no matter what, because wherever Jesus is, you are remaining and attached to the vine, and nothing is impossible for you, so you can bear fruit in and out of season. Jesus comes near a fig tree, and wherever Jesus is, there is fruit, there's life. If he gets near something, it comes to life. And this fig tree didn't, and so he curses it. May no one ever eat fruit from you again. Friend, what if the moment you are in right now is just to get you to find the fruit? Look. Look for where there is fruit, where you can produce fruit because you do not shift and change with the seasons. The God who is the same God 
holds it together. You are rooted and attached to that. There's always fruit. And so then we pick up the story the next day when Peter, oh Peter, he's astonished that the fig tree died. Even though he heard Jesus say, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. Peter says, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed has withered. It's so funny. This is, I'm so encouraged by the disciples. This is so preschool. Like Peter, you've seen this same man take two fish and five loaves and feed thousands. You've seen this same man heal the blind, cleanse the leper, and raise the dead. And you're freaking out over the fact that a tree died because Jesus cursed it. <laughs> Friends, be encouraged. We forget. And so Jesus answered Peter and said, have faith in God. Friend, this is kind of our last little working song together. Right now, I want you to be a good, solid seven. We're going to go from a seven to an eight, back to a seven, up to a nine for just a little bit, and then back to a seven. And maybe we'll have a little more fun after that, and that'll be it. I'm going to say these four words to you. Have faith in God. You're a seven. Go. Eight. One minute. One minute. At an eight, you're not going to blow up. You're not going to burn out. You're focused. Have faith in God, Jesus says. That tree died because I have faith in the words that I say. Do you have faith in the words that I've said, Peter? Come on, friends. His word. Everything rises or falls on his word. At his word, let there be. Everything was created. The God who spoke is still speaking. And his word, he's true to it. Eight seconds. Five, four, three, two. Pull back. Seven. That's good. Friends, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Trust God. Trust Him. You do not have to know what He's doing to know that He is good. Trust God. He's actually helping you take a load off. We think that if we know, we'll feel better. And He's like, you don't need to know. You just need to trust. Because that's what children do. You don't need to know. You just need to trust. If I said it, I'll do it. Have faith in God. Friends, I'm going to go quiet. I need you to answer. What has he said that he would do for you? I want you to say it out loud as you move. Change the frequency 
your voice. Use it to shift the frequency field around you. What has God said to you that he will do? Friends, that will help thin the herd. Here's the deal. God is faithful to accomplish his work. So if what you are asking and seeking and hoping to find is in line with his will, and you will only know his will as you know his word, then you can trust he's gonna do it. If it's salvation, for someone you love, trust. He wants them more than you do. If it's the return of a prodigal, trust. He wants them more than you do. It's in line with his will. Now, whether you get a million dollars, I, that's not in his will, I don't know. Go to a nine, go. Come on, go, go, go. Lean into it. Have faith in God. Say it. Have faith in God, body. Have faith in God, soul. Have faith. Pull back. Have faith. Friend, I don't, when I say, did he tell you that you'd get a million dollars? Um, I highly, I doubt, because he doesn't put our trust in money. But can you trust him? Has he said, cast your cares on me, for I care for you? Has he said, like Paul, that he will meet your needs? Then you can trust God. That is good as done. Now, did he say, You'll be the wealthiest man or woman alive. Careful. Friends, let me, let me encourage you with this. Where your treasure is, there your heart is also. <laughs> if you have faith in God, then you can't have faith in money. You can't have faith in your youth you can't have faith even in your health just in God it all belongs in God and when you have faith in God all these other things line themselves up it's so kind of God you know what he simplifies our life hey just trust me get back in here you trying to figure this all out yourself, it's fracturing you. Friends, Jesus says this, truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, 
It will be done for him. Come on. So Jesus says, just have faith in me. And then he addresses the problem. If you are saying these things, if you are using your mouth to profess who I am, but you have doubt in your heart, don't expect it to come to pass. James says in 1 verse 6, but let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man and woman, unstable in all their ways. Friend, when we doubt, that word doubt means to separate thoroughly. Do you get it? Just a little bit of doubt separates you thoroughly. Gosh, I think Jesus is preparing his disciples because in a few days, they are going to think he is gone and dead, even though he told them that he was going to be gone for a bit, but he would come back. Even though he told them and revealed the will of God to him, to them, he knew they're going to doubt. Friends, how's your doubt today? Doubt, let's just get honest about it. I confess and I repent. I've had some doubt. And I am not ashamed of that. Because I need Jesus, I need a savior, I need God. And I'm still prone to look at the waves. Even the fact that James uses he is like the waves, that who doubts, those who doubt. When we think of Peter walking on water, trusting God, having faith that he could come out of the boat and walk on the waves. But then he looked at the waves. He looked at the circumstance and it caused him to doubt. And down he went. Come on, friend. Here's the good news. Doubt, even though it will cause us to separate thoroughly, little bit of doubt separates us. A mustard seed of faith reconciles. hear what this song is singing there it is that's all you got to do come on it's all that he's looking for sincere worship that you are not putting your faith in God and money that you are not putting your faith in God and your career it's just God and friend if you are finding yourself in that moment right now I want you to find yourself favored He's only favoring you. 
He wants to promote you. And he knows you're the faithful one. Romans 4 verse 20, no unbelief made him waver concerning the promises of God, but Abraham grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God, fully convinced that God is able to do what he said he would do. This song is telling you, just give him glory. Ascribe to him all the earth, ascribe glory. Sing to him. Take a breath, widen your heart, lift your chin, open your palms, and out goes the doubt. Ask him to forgive you. You do not have to see it to believe for it. And this is why he says, therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, just believe that you've received it already, and it'll be yours. Come on, friends, this is Jedi Jesus move. You just believe nothing else. If you've asked for it and it's in line with his will, believe you've received it. So if you, if you were to believe that you received it, you know what? Then you live in a perpetual state of thanksgiving because you've already received what you're asking for. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Friends, man, I didn't even get through two-thirds of my notes here, but I think you got what you came for. There's still a promise that stands for the people of God, a rest that is found in faith, and doubt has no place in the heart of a child of faith. It's just faith. Thank you, God, for this time. I thank you that... You are driving out the darkness that separates us from your marvelous light. I thank you right now that people are listening to my voice, are feeling, encountering your goodness. Even though they will leave now and they will have to go back and see the circumstances, God, that you will help them to see it differently through the eyes of faith. That certainly you are doing what you said you will do. And if we'd ask for it in prayer, in the intimate places with you, God, not just in a rote list of things we want you to do, but in intimacy, in a be still and be loved kind of way, God, that you are making it come to pass. So we give you thanks for our resolved finances. We give you thanks for our prodigals returning home. We give you thanks for our jobs that have become more like a joy than a burden. We thank you, God, for the giver of all good things. In your name we pray. Amen.